Aloha! Welcome to the Haleo Nakaula podcast. We are based upcountry on the stunning island of Maui. If you have any questions or want to know more about us, you can always check us out at hokmaui.com. We would love to connect with you on social media throughout the week on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Today, our pastor, Daniel Oliveira, links the parable of the prodigal son to Revelations 3.20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and will dine with him and he with me. The prodigal son was free to make his own choice, but the father was delighted when he chose to come home. Similarly, God will never force us to open the door to his love, but is eager to dwell with us when we choose to let him into our lives. We, we bless this, okay? Are you guys looking for something this morning? I am. And uh, we bless this. Let there be a, a, a continuation of what the Lord is speaking to us. Amen. In the beginning here, we were talking about how, you know, Gary talked about that, Gary Hargrave, my father, how some, sometimes in history, you know, it seems like nothing is happening. And it is almost like God is setting the stage and waiting, waiting for something to happen. You know, it's like even we were talking about, you know, the 400 years of slavery in, in Egypt. God promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to give the promised land, but he said, but it's not time yet. Because the, the, the iniquity of those nations have not come to a full, right? They had to wait 400 years for the iniquity, to, for the sin to abound. <laughs> so God could come with his people and bring judgment and change. In the end of the, the Old Testament, you know, you have the, the, the prophets up to Malachi, and then it seems like for 400 years, nothing was happening. But it is like, again, for a change of an age, something needs to be prepared. And then Christ came, and a cha- an age changed. The problem is that a lot of times you, you get so used to those 400 quiet, silent years, that you then you, you don't expect anything to change. <laughs> you know, and, and it's, like, it's like Noah. When you read about the second, second coming of Christ, it's, like, it's going to be just like the days of Noah. Everybody's just going to be doing life as usual, and then it's going to come like sudden. And then you're going to try to jump on that boat, and it's going to be too late. Because you have to be ready, you have to be prepared. And I think that we should be excited because we are not, I don't know if you agree with me, we are not in a 400 silent years. <laughs> and if we were, we are coming out of those. Because something is happening quickly now. One thing that we need to do is we need to not be conditioned to yesterday 
like in the days of Noah, keep life as usual because something, I believe, something is about to change. And we were reading Daniel chapter 12 about the, the Lord told Daniel to close the book, close this, put some locks in it, nobody's going to understand. But at some point, knowledge will increase. The understanding, the revelation will open up and you're going to read things out of this book now that people have never been able to before. Because it was done for a reason. Right? Even like you read Isaiah prophesying and the Lord told him, you go and talk to them. But you know what? You're going to prophesy, but they're not going to understand. Having ears, they will not hear. Having eyes, they will not see. Because it was God's plan to kind of hide things until the right time. So the breaking news today is, this is the right time. (laughs) And we should be expecting and looking for a revelation. You know, and to enter into an understanding and a knowledge and a perception that we have never seen before. Does it make sense? Uh, so to me, this should excite you, excite you because, hey, thank God I'm not living in those days that God is not doing anything. But now I need to catch up because when he moves, he's going to be like, quick. And it's going to be fast. And it's going to be something that we are seeing right before our eyes. Are you guys ready for this? We talked about the prodigal son. But the emphasis was not the prodigal son or the older son. The emphasis was the father. The two sons had a a misconception of who the father was. And that's a picture of us. Either you feel like you're a good son or you feel like you're a bad son. And the truth is that it doesn't matter. (laughs) What matters is that we have a loving father. You know, but if you have a loving father, but you don't have a relationship, or you don't have a revelation of who he is, you're missing everything. Does it make sense? So to me, this is the most important thing for us right now when you're getting ready for the Lord to do something that we have never seen before, is you have to have the right priorities in your mind. What is the most important thing? Does it make sense? And the most important thing is understanding what the Father is doing. (laughs) So you don't miss it. Okay, and what is the Father doing? So in that story, the parable, the father was waiting for the son to take a step. He was having some conversations this week. And you look, and that's one, one of the things, like, this world has a lot of problems. Well, the problem is the only one. God wants a relationship with us. To have a relationship with us, he created us with a free will. What did we do with our free will? We chose, like the prodigal son, to go live independently. Adam and Eve chose 
to take their inheritance and disobey the father. And then a life independent of the father started. Right? Yeah. Are you guys tracking with me? Yeah. The prodigal son, he made a choice to live a life with what he had, and then he ran out of resources, right? And I think that we, sooner or later, we realize that we are running out of resources. But then, what did God do? He opened the door for us. Who is the door? Jesus Christ is the door. For us to go through that door into a relationship with the Father. The father in the prodigal son story, he did not go, you know, grab the son by his ears. Here, come back home. He didn't keep it from leaving the house. Why? Because God does not want you to be a robot, a slave. He wants you to choose to be a son and for him to be your father. The Holy Spirit is not like a demon that's going to possess you and then force you to do things, to say things that you don't want to say. Does it make sense? That's not the way it works. But he is waiting for us to say, okay, I don't need to live away. I don't need to be hungry or thirsty. Last Sunday we talked about that. If you drink this water, rivers of living water will flow from you. You know, and then I, I look at myself and like, yeah, maybe I need to drink some more. <laughs> I need to keep drinking. God created us with a free will. He will not come down to dominate you. Isn't that crazy? He's not going to come and force you. But... He also set principles in motion that will eventually make you maybe consider and think that there is a better life. Right? You know, it's like being a father, you know, parents. You go like, I, I, I didn't want you to hurt yourself. I didn't want you to burn your hand. <laughs> but I told you, this is hot. Does it make sense? So it's just a principle. It's not that, you know, God is punishing the world. That was a question. You know, probably everybody here heard that interview already or read of Billy Graham's daughter. Well, after 9-11, they were talking, you know, what about this? What is, where is God? What's happening to America? Her response was, well, God is a gentleman. If you ask him to not be in the schools, if you stop doing this, and if you stop doing that, God is going to just back away. And then he's going to, here, you want freedom? Here's the freedom. <laughs> but now you're going to face the consequences, like the prodigal son, the younger son, of your freedom. Does it make sense? Okay. Genesis 1, 26, 28, we read that God created us in his image and likeness. I know this is going way back, 
But I think this is important. This is what the father is doing. So what happened? In, with the disobedience, with the, the younger son choosing to take his inheritance and doing whatever he wanted, he lost the likeness with God. If you eat this, you're going to die. Did they die? Yes. Their spirit died. And they lost that relationship and they lost the understanding. Right? Okay, so in, in Christ, we have the open door to be born again. And to receive his spirit, which is the breath of God. Remember when God created Adam and Eve, he had to put his breath, his spirit, ruach, on them. So that's what you have when you receive Christ, when you are saved, you receive that back. But that's just the beginning. I bless this for us, because to me, this is why it's called a, a walk with God. Going back to the story of the son, he didn't get up one day and took one step. Does it make sense? No, he had to walk. And then once he got there, he had to open up. He had all his speech ready. I'm not worthy. La, 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 la. All the religious prayers that we make every day. And the father's like, I don't care what you think. This is what is going to happen. We were praying for healing last Sunday. And we're going to continue believing and praying and doing everything that we can. Can. But the truth is that we all have needs, right? We all are looking for something. We all, in one stage or another, one level or another, we are like the younger son. <laughs> that we're like, wait, is there a better life than this? Is this really the plan of God for my life? Do you ever wonder, consider, ask yourself about that? Is this really what... I'm supposed to do here? Is this all that there is, like that video? Is this real life? <laughs> that, that young kid coming from the dentist, and he was like so drunk, like, is this real life? <laughs> God created us to be more than we are right now. And to me, I want, I want us to really believe this because when we talk about the restoration of all things if we believe the, the scriptures and if you get to the end of hearing revelation it's like the new heavens a new earth everything is going to be brought back the way it was supposed to be all the time but what was supposed to happen all the time is Adam and Eve walking with God every evening. Not going to be like the prodigal son, you know, I'm not worthy, just let me be a hired servant here. Let me just work for you, be a good church believer, Christian, whatever, you know. No, he wants sons. This is Revelation 3.20. Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in. 
And we will share a meal together as friends. And to me, this is what I want. I want us as priests, prophets, priests, and king. You know, somebody will have to open the door, just like Christ opened the door for us. Somehow, somebody will have to believe this enough and be an open door for this generation to enter in. But first, you have to enter in. First, you have to believe it. First, you have to, like Christ, restore this relationship with the Father. Isaiah 55, is anyone thirsty? You know, like the Samaritan woman, like the, the prodigal son, is any, anybody thirsty? Are you hungry for something? Come and drink, even if you have no money. Come, take your choice of wine or milk. It is all free. Why spend your money on food that does not give you strength? Why pay for food that does you no good? Listen to me, and you will eat what's good. You will enjoy the finest food. Come to me with your ears wide open. Lord, we open our ears this morning. We open our spirits. We hear your call. I bless this for us. Lord, we tune in in the spirit to what you're doing this earth and what you're looking for. Come to me with your ears wide open. Listen. And you will find life. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. I will give you all the unfailing love I promised to David. Isn't that awesome? I mean, we were talking about memorizing scriptures. I think that this is a good one. <laughs> Can I, I tell you another thought that was crossing my mind this week? We, we live in an age that a lot of people have problems with church. Do you realize that? Because they're surprised that there are problems in church. Of course there are problems in church. Wherever you have people, there will be problems. Yeah. Then they all, yeah, God does not, does not exist because look at what the church is doing. Well, God is not church. God does not go to church. <laughs> the church is us hungry and thirsty coming together to find God. If church becomes something that's to build anybody's name, it's the Tower of Babel. And then God is actually going to promote problems <laughs> and let it crumble. Does it make sense? So you, you don't put your trust in anybody or in an organization. You just rely on your hunger for God. You know, so you, you don't stumble because somebody in your church has a problem. <laughs> because you're not there because of the people. You're there because you have a common hunger. 
And once you miss that, everything becomes a problem. Oh, this is so hard. This is so, you know, because they, they tell me to do this and they make me do that. And they, you know, but I see what they do also. And, you know, everybody's, and forget about it. Does it make sense? We are here to, to be drinking of this living water and be flowing this living water. We're not here to be judging one another and to see who is right and who is wrong. Because you know what? Everybody's wrong. <laughs> Everybody's wrong. And without God, this is another Tower of Babel. Are you guys with me? Yes. But to me, this is what I'm saying. All of us are together at the bottom of the cross here. We're all hungry. And we all have this happening in your life right now. The Lord, the Father is knocking. He cannot open the door. He cannot force you. And you either choose to stay where you are, eating the pig's food <laughs> like the young son, or you open the door and you open your heart and then you have a party with him then you, you partake of everything that he has for you. And the problem is that this is where a lot of people stop and stumble is because oh, but I have a problem with church. Forget church. But don't forget that he tells us to assemble together, <laughs> to be together, because that's how you're going to get there. You're not going to get there because you're going to get this straight from God. You're going to get there because of every joint supplies. Does it make sense? I'm blessed because this is where, do you think you're going to get this straight from God and get everything solved? Forget it. It will never happen. It will never happen. You will, you will never solve your problems. Because the only way that God is doing that right now, I think, is He's sending angels to take care of you. I know we all have God in our lives. But there are areas that we are still hungry and thirsty. Anybody with me on this? There are areas, there are rooms in this house that are still in darkness. They have not been saved. What are the areas? Is your, your relationship saved? Your finances? Your emotions? No, I've been saved. I've been saved. But, but are you still hungry? <laughs> Do you still have needs? Have you in every area of your life being redeemed. We still have needs and problems, right? But all we have to do is keep taking a step and opening another door. There is a, a classic message by John Robert Stevens called Discipleship Without Reservations. If you haven't read it or heard it yet, you should. Because he, he's describing our human tendency. That says, I'm going to open another door, but that's it. And then it works for a little while. And then things dry up again. 
and then you're hungry again, and then you're going to have to make a decision again. This is called the walk with God. <laughs> and then you're going to have to open up and take another step and say, okay, Father, I need more. What you, you did yesterday was not enough. It was good just for yesterday. He wants us to have all that he has. Is this talking to you guys? All we need to do is open the door. And I bless you. Paul said, I, I, do, I did not come with enticing words of human wisdom. I hope this is not any of that. But I'm hoping that this is the Holy Spirit talking to us and convincing us that we still haven't done everything that we, we can. <laughs> Does it make sense? We still haven't opened all the doors. We were talking with the band this morning. You know, don't you want to receive all the faculties that should belong to us as sons of God? Right? I mean, if, if this is all, man, I'm pretty disappointed, honestly. Right? If this is all that there is to this, I'm sorry, I'm not, I don't want to be offensive to anybody, but I cannot help but believe that there is more. But then I have to ask myself, so why doesn't it happen? Because I, we are still in this process, like that son of returning home, of receiving what belongs to us. But we cannot stop. Oh, but it's so long. It's a hard road. At least that son, he was by himself. Right? But I had to walk all the way back home with all these people. So many problems. Look at that person. Look at, oh, look at this. It's too hard. I'm, I'm, I quit. Does it make sense? Yeah, and then again, it's a choice. You know, it's the way that he chose to move now. It is through this body. So in one sense, I'm, what I'm saying is, is stop pouting. <laughs> you know, and stop hating the process. And develop a hunger driven enough that you will get there. All we, you need to do is open the door, take a step, and receive what he has for us. I'm, I'm going to close this, okay? It doesn't take anything too complicated and too deep and religious and, oh my God, you have to shake. You say, Lord, I need you. Lord, help me. Help me to find the doors that I'm not opening. Remind me of the doors that I told you I'm not going to open this door. <laughs> because I've been hurt <laughs> right in this area. And I'm not going to trust anybody anymore. <laughs> I'm just talking to anybody here because it's talking to me. <laughs> this is how you guys suffer through. Because I go through this and the Lord is confronting me. 
Are you going to open up or not? Are you going to trust or not? Romans 10, verse 8 and 9. In fact, it says, the message is very close at hand. It is on your lips and in your heart. Did you know that? You already have it. Yeah. You have it. You've been born again. You received the Holy Spirit. You've been saved. <laughs> but whether you're a toddler or a newborn or a kid, you still have a lot to grow. <laughs> Because he's looking for mature sons that can receive everything. Galatians, we, we, we could go there if you want. And that message is the very message about faith that we preach. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I think that this is so basic. But at the same time, it's so vital. <laughs> because you have to confess that. This is the power that you have to connect with. Does it make sense? Because if you don't connect with this power every day, you're going to try to do this on your own power. And then I am confronted by do I believe that God has the power to do in me something? <laughs> a lot of times, my answer is no, <laughs> right? Wrong. <laughs> because then we don't believe this. Because if we believe this, we believe that nothing is impossible for him. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. Right? Do you believe in your heart? Really? Okay, so now you have to confess it. And it is by openly declaring your faith they are saved. I think that a lot of times we, we, we stop right there. I stop right there. Yeah, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. But now he's waiting for you to confess it. Then you activate something. And I bless this for us. Are you guys tired? Can I, just because I mentioned Galatians... Can I read a couple of verses here? Yes. Galatians 4. I was not thinking about this. This is the process where we are right now. It's not necessarily easy. Right? But nobody told you it was going to be easy. So stop pouting. <laughs> <laughs> now I say, as long as an heir is a child, he does not defer at all from a slave, although he's owner of everything. Does it make sense? Yeah. This is you. 
But what about this? I want my, my gifts. I want authority. I want to move in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, you, you have the right, but as long as you are not mature, you are treated as a slave. You don't have anything. But he's under guardians and managers until the date set by the Father. So also we, while we were children, were held in bondage under the elemental things of the world. You're in bondage under the elemental things, the spirits of this world. Whether we like it or not, it's like the, the, the people of Israel in Egypt, they were held in bondage under the gods of Egypt until the time that they were ready to be delivered. But when the fullness of the time came, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, in order that he might redeem those who were under the law, that we, highlighted, underlined, bold-faced, that we might receive the adoption as sons. And because your sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. I bless this for us. Lord, we take steps this week. We take steps and we open doors. We open the door that you're knocking. You know, we don't get mad. Does it make sense? A lot of times, you know, when you discipline a child, they get angry, right? They throw tantrums and, but you promised me this. Yes, I did, but did you clean up your room? Does it make sense? Did you, did you eat all your food? So you got no ice cream. I remember when I was a kid, I was never that hungry. My mom was crazy always because I would not eat. That changed later. You know, but I would just have to sit there until I would eat everything, right? Nobody likes the discipline. <laughs> But that's how you, you learn. I bless this for us. Let me, can I close with one quote from John? Yes. I bless this for us. I bless a hunger. I believe that somebody, like Daniel 12, I was reading in the beginning, somebody's going to get this. People are getting this, I think, already. People are moving in a, in a wisdom and finding things. I, I think that we're going to probably see in the next few years a lot of discoveries. You know, archaeological discoveries and all of that that will, will come to confirm a lot of the things that we've been hearing in the word the last 65 years. But I don't want to wait to believe. Does it make sense? 
I think that we have to be part of this company that will actually be creating the next steps to happen. Listen to this. Where is the new frontier? The frontier is the breaking through into the realm of spirit. The recapturing. Receiving back, recapturing. As sons of God of faculties that have been dormant since the days of Adam. If you read Genesis, you see how God created Adam and Eve to be in charge of creation. They had an ability to understand and know everything. And that was lost. So what had to happen? Galatians 4. Okay, now you're going to have to be born again. And as a baby, you cannot be in charge of everything. (laughs) You're going to have to grow up. And then once you grow up, then you're going to receive back the faculties that were taken away from you. The frontier is breaking through into the realm of spirit. The recapturing as sons of God of faculties that have been dormant since the days of Adam. Faculties that have been suppressed must be revived so that we can come into full perception and knowledge and greater capacities and abilities. Every now and then you see somebody, you know, moving like with a perception of prophetic anointing, seeing things, seeing this and seeing that, you know, creating songs and writing books and making discoveries and all of that. That's going to be nothing compared to the fullness of this. Healings should not be a problem. Because once you have this, you're going to have health. You're not going to be under the futility and the infirmities. Because it's going to be like, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as it is in heaven, right? I was excited this morning. Faculties that have been suppressed must be revived so that we come into full perception and knowledge and greater capacities and abilities. Now and then, someone breaks through into the lost abilities of man. This is not a breaking through that's evolutionary in nature. It's not because we're becoming better. It's because we're going back to what we were. It is a return to something that has been dormant and dead. And now is ready to be restored. That's what, where Adam and Eve died. <laughs> they died to all these faculties that were lost. God is pouring out His Spirit upon all flesh. The limitations man has known will be removed, and the restrictions and limitations upon creation will be removed. This is what we we believe for. This is what I'm believing for. But to me, it is every day opening up, taking another step, letting go of the, the slave mentality that I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy, I'm not, yeah, you're right, <laughs> you're not worthy. <laughs> but he is powerful, and the blood of the Lamb makes you worthy. 
But if you don't open the door, that blood is not effective there. Salvation is not effective until you open the door. He is knocking at the door, but he's waiting for you to open the door. Amen? Amen. I know this was a lot. But I bless this for us. I bless this. I bless this because I, I think that a lot of times the only reason I, I am stuck is because I am resisting. He's knocking at my door. You know, and I, I, I may come up with all excuses and reasons. Do you guys have your lists? Oh, no, but I cannot do this because remembering, you know, when that person did this to me and then I got so offended, da-da-da, da-da-da. And then you're just keeping the door locked. Because maybe even if that person was the, the channel of uh, offense yesterday, maybe that person is going to be the channel of a healing today. And then if you're not open, you're not going to receive it. So I bless that for us because, you know what, God is... God does not really care about our excuses. Have you learned that yet? You guys want to stand up? Mahalo for listening to this message. If you are led to leave a rating and review, please feel free to do so. May God bless you.